Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Oh my goodness, Marnie. I am so excited you are here. We have Marnie May, international spiritual and personal development guide, motivational speaker, and energy worker who's dedicated her life to traveling the world and igniting consciousness through self-realization and cultural immersion and exchange. You were previously a management consultant at the largest global consulting firm and then switched gears completely and fully to devote yourself to a more esoteric path after experiencing burnout. I totally want to hear about that. And I know that you are super passionate about supporting people in the spiritual and corporate worlds to find peace and balance. And now really what your mission is, is to support the energy field and keep them clean and high vibe so that you can allow these high impact leaders to have the impact that they want to have. Holy shit, girl. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I am stoked to be here. So excited to be talking with you. I love you. So before we even dive in, I want the listeners to know how we first met. So we were in Tulum together. We have a mutual friend. We were both speaking at an event and it was like, when I first met you, it was like, oh, Hey, soul sister. Like I've known you for a million lifetimes. And we finally met in this lifetime. Honestly, it felt like love at first sight. And clearly we had known each other forever. (laughs) So it was amazing. Absolutely. I love you. Like for everybody who's listening, it's amazing. When you find your soul family, you just know, right. It's like, these are people who get you. And I don't think we exchanged more than like two sentences before we were like, oh, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how it gets to be. We get to surround ourselves with people like that. So yeah. I'm so excited to be able to work with you. I'm so excited to have you in my life and so excited to be talking today. This is awesome. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. So I am really excited. There's a couple of things that I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about that move from corporate to medicine woman. I want to talk about energetic hygiene. I want to talk about ancestral healing, womb healing. So we're really going to hit a big expansive amount of things in a short amount of time. So I think where we get to start is really what was that move from corporate to, I say medicine woman, because I think there's a lot of people that are in nine to fives or they're in their life with their kids and they know that there's something more for them and they feel this pull, but they're not really quite sure what that next step is, what that actually looks like. And I feel like there is this big, um, tidal wave of people opening up to their spiritual gifts. So I would love for you to talk just a little bit about your personal journey from corporate into the magic that you, that you do now. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it is so prevalent. So many people ask me this question, like how, how did you do it? And I I remember when I first started getting this question, it's like, wow, that was so brave. How did you do it? And for me, it felt like I didn't have an option. Like I I didn't, at that point, I didn't have a choice and it wasn't brave. It was literally the only thing I could do. And so 
it kind of went like this. I was at a big consulting firm, loved it. It was a great place to work. And I was good at what I did to some degree. And then at other points, I was self-sabotaging. And, uh, you know, there were things about consulting that were so aligned with my purpose in terms of, I love teaching, I love sharing, I love solving problems, I love meeting new people and getting into different environments. And so all these things kind of made sense. And I always loved business, like always, I just thought it was such a cool place to be. And I always wanted to make a difference there. And um, eventually, though, I got burnt out. And I was brought to San Francisco on the Google account and uh, was was pretty miserable. I mean, there were so many things that were one. Do not get me wrong. I was living in San Francisco, having great food, good exercise, good times. And I recognized that I was still unhappy. And if working at the happiest place to work in the world, I was still unhappy. It felt like it was an invitation for me to look at what's wrong with me rather than what's wrong with my environment, what's wrong with all these things around me. And when I teach about burnout and stress and um, in the corporate environment, that's one of the things that I say. It's it's not about the environment you're in. Yes, of course, some situations it is, but it's really about your ability to deal with the environment and also what it's telling you about where you're out of alignment. And I was just out of alignment because the universe had other plans for me. Like I was about to embark on this amazing journey of studying mysticism around the world, right? And so um, I remember when I made the decision to leave corporate, I, I was really burnt out. I, I was sick and things weren't going well for me. Uh, so it was very clear I had to make a change. When I made that decision, it was, I it felt like my soul came online. I will never forget the day that I decided I was going to do my yoga teacher training and ask for my leave of absence. And I submitted the email and I, I had a lot of support in my company at the time to do that. And it felt like there was this light inside of my heart that just like whoosh, opened up and filled my entire body. And I knew in that moment that that's what it felt like to be on my path. That's what it felt like to be in alignment and that what I'd been experiencing was not that. And so I constantly am coming back to, am I feeling to some degree that? Because that was a, that was a big one. That was a big moment of, oh, full body, yes, clarity. But, you know, when I feel down, when I feel sick, when I feel these different things, I come back to, am I in alignment? Uh, and, and that's, yeah. There's so much more to the story, but I feel like that's the the key to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was, what was the final tipping point? Like, was there a thing that happened or did you just get like so sick of your own shit that you were like, okay, I'm doing this. Um, I had some guidance. So I think if you are in a position of questioning what's going on in your life right now, and you feel like you need support, ask for help. Um, you know, that's why people like Sam and I exist in the world and why the amazing mentors and teachers that I have had have been so useful and helpful for me. And we all get to, there's, you know, Ram Das quote, I believe, like we're all walking each other home. So I was being guided and walked home by a friend of mine who is an amazing astrologer. And I don't use astrology every day in my life, but he happened to be a Vedic astrologer and acupuncturist that I was working with at the time. And he looked at my chart and he goes, hey, listen, sis, like, you got this shamanic thing going on in your chart. And I think you got to start looking into that. And I was like, I don't know about all that nonsense. Like, thanks so much. Like you're cute. And then I started having some dreams about it, but I started feeling into it. And then that, that spark in me started to light up with this idea. And, um, I ended up, 
I think the thing is there's always coincidences that start to show up. And when we start to pay attention to them, we get real clear on where we're supposed to go. So I had a bunch of these coincidences show up around, you know, going to this retreat where there were these, this group of shamans. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should try and find the shamans. And it's like, how would I find them? And I literally looked up shaman school. And then the first one that popped up were the shamans that I met. And it was, you know, just this series of events that I was like, okay, I feel like these, these things are, are coming together for a reason. And the other thing is, if you're not on the right path, the universe will find a way to boot you off of it. And so for me, I would have, and I, I don't, talk about this very often, but I think it's a really important thing to share. I don't know how much longer I would have lasted at my consulting firm if it hadn't, you know, if I hadn't chosen chosen to left. I was to leave. I was very supported. I had wonderful people that I'd worked with and grown up in the company with and I had done very well. But at this point I had been self-sabotaging. And at this point I was not I was not finding the jobs that I was performing well in and it was just not it wasn't a fit anymore. And I don't know how much longer I would have stayed there. So if I hadn't made that decision, if I hadn't had that guidance, the universe would have booked me out of there pretty quickly, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and, and so I say all of that just to say, like, we can trust that it's all going to unfold perfectly for us and talk to people. But I also want to share that my experience is I had to leave. Not everyone's experience is that even though they feel like it is, especially when we start to get these like spiritual awakenings or have these aha moments of, hey, there's something wrong, you know. Uh, we do have responsibilities. We have bills to pay. We have nice things that we want to have. And all those things are fine. You don't have to reject your life and the things that you have in order to be a spiritual or enlightened person. I don't believe this is my personal opinion. But what you do get to do is figure out what is out of alignment for you. And is there a way that you can relate with your job differently or relate with this thing that's happening in your life differently? And if you do from there, what needs to shift? And so, yeah, that's, mm. that's about that. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. Well, and you bring up this really interesting point and you and I have had conversations about this, this idea of the both. And like, I think yeah. for a long time, there was this experience of like, you're either spiritual and gifted and connected, and then you have nothing and you don't like nice things. And mm. you and I are very, very um, committed to the both and of, I can be connected and guided and, and all of these incredible, magical, mystical things. And also love getting my nails done, love wearing makeup, love having luxury in my like current human experience. And it was such permission when we had this conversation that, you know, it's a reminder that you get to have it all according to what you desire. If you want to be a monk and have nothing and that feels great for you, amazing. If you want yeah. to have kids and a business, you can do it all. If you want to have the perfect health and a relationship, like you don't have to sacrifice these pieces of you. In fact, I think what makes us the most powerful is calling in all of those pieces and being that fully integrated being. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love what you said about calling in all of those pieces. The the word that comes up for me is paradox. And um, I'm I'm a member of a community called Paradox, which is a beautiful group that I absolutely love. Um, and it's a bunch of conscious entrepreneurs. Really great. Anyways, I love this idea that we are everything. We are paradoxes. And so we can be monastic at times, and then we can also want to go out and then have fun and party, but in whatever way that feels resonant 
for you. Um, I feel like the key is connecting to what's authentic for us and not our, and not the things we think we're supposed to be doing, but rather the things that are actually in alignment for what our soul is here to do and to experience. You don't have to like nice things. You don't have to reject nice things. It's really all about what's authentic for you in a moment. That's my, this is my personal take. Mm-hmm. And I also think that um, when we get to call in all those parts of ourselves, we get to recognize how long we've been rejecting parts of ourselves because we haven't thought about those parts of ourselves as acceptable for whatever story it is we want people to view us as, or that we want to view ourselves as, you know, one of the stories I have is that I have to be perfect, you know, and I want people to view me as perfect. And so the messy part of me, which is a very big part of me is not allowed to be on display. And yet it's a huge part of me. And so the more that I get to be very fully honest about, Hey, this is, yeah, of course. Like I get, (laughs) I don't always make my bed. I did make my bed today. And yes, I did snort. (laughs) Um, I did make my bed today and I do like making my bed, but you know, the, there are parts of me that I feel like I have to accept before I can shift them or before I can move on to anything else. And because those parts of us that we're rejecting, the parts of us that we say it's not allowed here, those are the ones that are going to scream the loudest at us until we look at them. And so, yes, I think Mm -hmm. we get to have it all. And I remember just a quick funny story. So I was leaving San Francisco, which is where I was before I I took my my six-year hiatus to, to travel and study. I was leaving San Francisco. I had this like going away party and I was just getting into mysticism. Like I'd been guided to to explore it. And a friend of mine, um, I think brought a, a tarot deck for me. And so we were like playing around and I did a reading for a friend or whatever. And then the next morning I went out in my Lululemon pants and my Louis Vuitton bag. I got my Starbucks smoothie and then I went to my soul cycle class. Right. And then I come I come back, not that I'm doing all these things anymore, but at the time I did. And then I came back and um, to the house and I I was, you know, in, in my gear and I, I show up at the door and, and just shift gears right away to start talking about that tarot reading. And my buddy looks at me and he goes, ah, the basic shaman strikes again, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, like, like I do. I have all of this in me very basic. Like I'm, I'm very basic and incredibly deep and, and, and real and, and all those other things too. So I, I love that idea that, that both exist within us and that we get to be, we get to be all the mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And I, I really want to highlight what you were talking about, the shadow sides of us, the messy side, the, the, whatever yeah. it is that we feel like we need to hide. It's our anger, the frustration, yes. the guilt, the mess, the imperfection, the, you know, those pieces, that's what I'm super passionate about teaching is teaching women how to look at the shadow and own their shadow. And that's really how I believe we become unfuckwithable. When I can say, look, I know I'm messy. I know I might be hyper-emotional. I might be this, 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 and this. Then that is true power because then no one can fuck with you. You're like, yeah, I already know that. Yep. Yep. I know that's me. This is me. Yeah, exactly. And then we learn how to navigate it. Yeah. So I want to jump into a little bit about your journey about traveling the world and your studying. I know that you <laughs> probably do an hour long podcast or like five of them on what that journey looked like. And, and I want to kind of leave it up to you either like the biggest lessons that you learned or the most mm-hmm. insightful pieces of that. Like what, how do you describe those six years of your life? Very delicately. No. Um, how do, how do I describe those six years of my life? Um, 
I guess I'll start by, it was supposed to be eight months and it was supposed to be, that was my intention. And I had, that <laughs> was so cute. It was so, so consultant brainy. I, I had mapped it up in, into three distinct parts of my intentions for each time, each, each of the, each of the, the, you know, couple months of my trip. And I'd be going here and I'd be going there and I'd be first, I'd be healing and then I'd be learning and then I'd be teaching. And, and you know, so like I had this whole map for myself. It was adorable. Um, and then God was like, the universe is just like, yeah, that's cute. Let's go like six years of this, <laughs> go, go, go wander. Um, so what did it look like? So I started, um, in Bali, Indonesia, and I got my yoga teacher certification. I did all kinds of, um, detoxes. I did a panchakarma, which is a specific, um, Ayurvedic Indian, um, traditional detox. Um, I went into silence for the first time and I, I had these really profound experiences. And then from there I went, my sister was teaching a yoga retreat down in South America in Ecuador. And I was like, yeah, I'm 100% going to that. And I did. And I was planning to go to the shaman school that I mentioned. Uh, it's called the Four Winds with Alberto Vialdo. And um, before I was going there, I had this kind of like month and a half gap where I was like, what do I do? I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll go sit with medicine in the in the jungle or who knows what I'm going to do. And um, I ended up at this yoga retreat. My, my sister had brought in this medicine woman, Mama Rosa, and uh, oh, God. I love her so much. And um, I was having a negative response to a, a romantic engagement that I had had in, in Bali. And it had been with a male shaman or energy worker. And it was having a really intense experience on my physical body. And um, we did a clearing uh, as part of the retreat. And she and another energy worker were helping me to clear this pretty profoundly. And at the end of it, at the end of the retreat, she gathers the entire village, right? And we're not for me, but we're, we're gathered to do a potluck. And it's this beautiful thing. We're doing volunteer work in the community. My sister set up a beautiful retreat. And uh, at the end of it, Mama Rosa stopped everything. And she presented me with this totem. And she said, Marnie, I, I, see you and I see in you shamanism and I invite you to come live with me and work with me and together we can activate this in you. And I said, oh, yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Like, oh my God, this is a dream come true. And I know, I know for a lot of people when they hear that, they're like, how do I do that? And the truth is there are a lot of us that will go and live with indigenous people and learn from them. And it's a, it's a passion of mine and, and we can talk more about it. And there are a lot of us that don't need to go and do that. Like we get to learn through each other. We get to learn through different traditions. And, and the truth is it's so powerful when someone else sees you and sees power in you and says, you got it. And what's more powerful is when you see it in yourself. You do not need the mama roses of the world telling you that you are good enough, that you are powerful, that you're a healer, that you are this, that you are that, like you are. And if you know it, and the more you can step into it, and the more that you get to be your own teacher in that, I mean, all the power to you. And in my case, I did, I did get this beautiful experience of having, can we just pause there? Can we just like Mike motherfucking drop? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like I, I want to pause so that we can create some reverence around that, that you yeah. do not need to be chosen. No. So no. many women oh. are waiting to be chosen when mm. the truth is you get to choose yourself. I'm going to say that again. Yes, so many please. women are waiting to be chosen 
And the truth is you get to choose yourself. It's already in you. It's already in you. So thank you for sharing that both with, with what your experience has been and also what is possible for every other woman out there, because I'm going to venture to say like most of the women that are listening to this podcast are not going to be the women that are going to go travel and and live with Mama Rosa in Ecuador or, and, and do these things. And I can see, I can see, cause I know the ego, I know the, the human brain that wants to be like, yep. well, she can do that. And that's for her. And that's why she's amazing. And that's why I'm not. And I want to, I, I loved uh-huh. what you said where you were like, it might look like that for some people. And it's going to look like a completely different journey for others. And it doesn't discount one or the other. Again, it comes back to the both. And yes, yes. Thank you for pausing on that. It felt powerful as we were sharing it, right? It feels really real as we're sharing that wisdom. And uh, and it's it's just true. It's just true that we get to choose ourselves. And whether that's in romantic situations that we're looking to be chosen, in professional situations, or in spiritual situations, wherever it is, like you get to choose yourself first. And that choosing of ourselves allows us to come back to that authentic, who am I? so that we can be of service, so that we can walk in this world clearly attracting and clearly resonating with those people we're meant to be with and and letting go of those things that are not in service to us, that are not in service to this highest good. And I feel like one of the things that Mama Rosa taught me, which was so freaking powerful, was how to trust myself. Because Here's the difference between how it works living with a medicine woman who's of indigenous, you know, background versus going to say the shaman school that I went to directly afterwards, which has translated so much beautiful wisdom and made it accessible for the Western mind. The difference is that you're not sitting down with a curriculum of what it is that you've got and what you're going to learn. You're sitting down with this amazing woman who is just transmitting this yummy goodness to you. And I'm trying to remember why, why I was even saying that, but it's, it's, oh, because I remember now it's because she, she taught me how to trust myself. It wasn't about the tools or the deliverables or the skills or anything else. This woman said, what do you think you need to do right now? trust it. And it's not that she couldn't have taught me how to do things. And we learned a lot of things together. She taught me about the different herbs and plants that we were using for different things. She showed me, she was a midwife. I got to help out in a couple of births. And actually that was one of the most amazing experiences. And just to loop it all together here, we we would go to the hospital. So she's an amazing woman that would bring indigenous medicine into Western settings of this hospital in Otavalo, um, Ecuador. Um, and I got to help out in two births. And I will tell you that it is one of the most magical things, but it is one of the most horrifying things that I ever experienced. I was not prepared with my first birth for what that was. And after I got through the, okay, this is, this is an intense experience to, oh my God, this is life coming into the world. This is incredible. The second one, um, you know, I'm in there with her and she said, okay, Marnie, this woman was in a lot of pain. She said, okay, Marnie, you get to sing to her now you get to use your voice and chant to her. And I was like, what do I, what do I sing? What do I chant? How do I do that? And she's like, no, no, you just go. And I just went. And then afterwards, like I got to hold this baby that I got to help bring into this world. Right. And I got to sing, I got to speak with the mother and she's, she said, you know, when you were singing, it helped my pain. Like I, I felt, I felt better. I felt calmer. And I, oh, oh my God, amazing. But what I think 
the moral of the story is yes, that was a really cool experience and how cool that we get to have these skills. Like we get, we get to use our voices. We get to use these alternative approaches to supporting people in, in the, that we get to tap into, but also I got to trust myself and just know that like, it's all unfolding perfectly. So that I would say like, if I were to highlight one big key thing from my experience traveling around the world, it was Mama Rosa taught me how to trust and how to trust myself. And, and from there, everything, I, you know, I, I did trainings, I, I studied NLP, I studied, uh, you know, like I did coaching certifications, I did Vipassana in Switzerland, which was awesome. Uh, you know, and I, would, I got to study in Israel with um, Kabbalistic teachers and you know, I got to go all over and study amazing, amazing things. And at the essence, at the core of what I've learned, it's that we get to reconnect to ourselves. We get to trust ourselves. And that a lot of these amazing teachings are teaching similar stuff because it's the truth and that we get to reconnect with that. Mm, so good. <laughs> so good. So what I'm curious about is, did you ever have a fear of the magic? Like, did you ever have a fear yeah. of the power? Cause yes. I, that's something that I've personally experienced in certain ceremonies yep. and practices and things. And I'm just curious if you can touch on that briefly. I will try to be brief. I know I'm not particularly brief. I will try. Um, so yeah, when I, when I first opened up, I was, it was about a year before I, I left. I want to say it was about a, it was a few months before I left. Uh, the corporate world. And I was shocked. And I don't talk about this experience much, but here we go, world. I was shocked into channeling. My sister came home from a date. She, I, I'm a twin. I have a baby sister who's beautiful too. And in this case, it was my twin sister. And she came home from a date drained of life. I mean, like it, I was freaked out. I hadn't, she looked like a zombie. And I got so shocked that I started channeling. And I didn't know anything. I didn't know what channeling was. Um, my mom is a yoga instructor. And so like, luckily I'd been in an environment of yogis and spiritual people for a really long time, but I wasn't really like sure what that was, nor I'd ever tried to do it. And my sister was sitting there and I would put my hands on her all of a sudden and um, she would start shaking. And all of a sudden I would start seeing these visuals of like the person that she was dating at the time where he was. And it's like, I knew what he was experiencing. And in this instance, he was experiencing some really, let's call them mental demons. And so it was like, I felt like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm going to send him some light. I'm going to push these mental demons away. Right. And, and it was kind of like we were, he and I were in the same room, but in this kind of uh, astral plane in this other dimension. And I saw, I saw some nutty stuff that at the end of it, I thought, I said to my sisters, like, either I need to be committed to a, you know, like an insane asylum where there's more to life, you know, there's something really more here. And when it happened, I remember I would like, I'd get to just like lie down and these, what I was channeling at the time, they called themselves Magdalena, didn't know anything about them, still haven't researched too much about them, but that was what they called themselves. And, um, I, I would just like sit with them and they would talk to me in my head. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm hearing voices, and, you know? And, and so it was really scary because when you think about people who hear voices, those are people that need to be committed typically. And, and I also was scared because I didn't know what it 
I didn't know how to do it. And I was like, could I hurt someone? Could I hurt myself? What is all of this? Because there's so much unknown here. And I think that reconnecting with Mamarosa and, and learning how to trust. And I also um, did a silent retreat with a teacher called Ajishanti, who is an amazing, amazing teacher. And I got to speak with him in a satsang um, and in, a, in like a, one of the, the talking portions of the silent retreat. And, and so I was asking him essentially about like, well, how do, how do I channel safely? He's like, well, I don't really teach channeling, but what I remember what he said, like, and I think I kind of blacked out at that point when he said that I kind of was like blacking out and receiving this transmission. He was like, anyway, uh, but, but I was told later, he said, but we're always channeling. That's what we're always doing. And we're always connecting. Like it's like a radio frequency. We just get to tune in. And so the more that we get to trust ourselves and the more that we get to attune our ability to tune in, like we're always channeling, we're always going through this process. And, and, and so, yeah, like, does it scare me sometimes? Sure. Like I can still get scared from time to time by like how powerful, I think we get scared by how powerful we are. Right. We get scared by how powerful we are. And when we feel that power come through us, it's like, oh my God, that is scary. And, and I think that comes back again to learning how to trust ourselves and how to trust the universe, like truly how to trust that everything is, un it's unfolding perfectly, perfectly and divinely. Mm. That's yeah. 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 Well, I know we're coming like close to the end, but I, I do want to touch on two more things before we finish. I want to touch because we're on in here a little bit on energetic hygiene and what yeah. that means for the person who's like, I don't really know about all the stuff you're talking about, but I still feel like there's something I could do energetically. I know that we have some listeners that are like really tapped in some that are yep. tapped in that have no idea that they're tapped in and others that are like, what are you talking about? So I want to talk a little bit about energetic hygiene and I do want to get into a tiny bit of that ancestral womb healing. Absolutely. So let's Absolutely. go there. Absolutely. Let's do it. So as far as energetic hygiene goes, so what, what is that? What is energy to begin with, right? So if you imagine that we have our physical bodies, we also have a frequency or an energetic body, a light body, you can think of it. And so that energetic body is a mirror to our physical body. So what's happening in the physical is reflected in the energetic and what's happening in the energetic is reflected in the physical. And so those things that are maybe more subtle, like if you're in a room, you walk into a room and you connect, you sit down next to someone and you're like, oh, that doesn't feel nice being with them. Or for example, if you go and you talk to Sam and all of a sudden you're like, I feel amazing right now because her energy is fantastic, right? Like we're constantly attuning and we talk about it kind of like this. You got a light body, you got your energy body. Your friend over there has an energy body. You're constantly sending out little tendrils of light to each other. And if you like it, you're going to create a little connection. And maybe even if you don't like it, you might create a connection, right? Like if there's resonance there, if there's something there to be seen, there's going to be a connection that's created. The deeper that connection gets, we we can have what are called cords that are built up. And they, they like energetically are these um, connections between people that are maybe a little bit less than ideal. We could talk about that a little bit later, but anyways, as you're connecting on an energetic level with everyone and everything. So like places have energies, your cat has an energy, right? Everything that you engage with has energy and you're constantly sending your energy body out there. And so what we get to do as especially sensitive people, right? So if you're a sensitive person, you might say like, oh, I really know what that person's thinking or feeling right now. Like a lot of people will use this term empath, right? 
these, these are all really wonderful, cool skills, but that also often indicate that we're not taking care of our energetic bodies and ourselves, that we are not being sovereign. So we get to bring that energy back to ourselves and we get to go into the field and play around with other people with consent. I think that's really important as far as energetic hygiene goes, that when you are in a new place or with a new person, if you're going to play in their energetic field, so try to tap into what it is they're feeling, that you have consent before you do that because it has an energetic toll when you don't. And you can all, again, like trust, like the universe has got your back. It's fine. Like you, you go in someone's field, you don't mean to or whatever, like just, just trust. But don't be like actively trying to go into other people's fields and feeling what they're feeling and trying to get into like, oh, well, I see this past life for you. Like, no, like, don't do that without consent, please. That's the first piece of energetic hygiene. Keep it within yourself. That does not mean that if the universe is pointing you to somebody that they're like, you got to talk to this person, check it out, that you ignore that. No, like that, that you make a commitment to, to checking out, but with consent. Okay. So first is consent. The second is the commitment to your energy field to keeping it clean. And so what you can do is first you can, it's a three-step process. The first is you clear. So you can imagine everything leaving through your body. You can imagine roots grounding through your feet into the earth. And you can imagine it all leaving your body and into the earth because the earth will take what it is that you need to release, transmute it into something awesome. So your garbage is another person's treasure. Don't worry about it. Let it go. The second thing you can do is imagine a light coming in from above you and filling you up with like your light, your power, that connection to source. And then the third thing that you do is reinforce your field with either a bubble of light. That's a really powerful one. You can also imagine like little mirrors reflecting back out, kind of make you invisible on an energetic level. And you can also imagine if that's not enough for you, like barbed wire wrapped around you, <laughs> whatever resonates with you or armor wrapped around you. And um, yeah, I would say that that's a really good, that's one really cool tool for keeping energetic hygiene. And again, it's all intention, right? It's not all intention, but it is a lot intention. And so keeping that intention to really focus on staying clear for yourself and not going out and, and trying to enter other fields and trying to do other things and, and really keeping this intention to be clear for yourself. Because remember, you get to choose you and energetic hygiene is you choosing you. Yeah. I remember when I was living in New York, like that was one of the things one of my teachers taught me immediately was that I always felt really sensitive with all of the energy that was around the streets of New York. And so I would circle myself in light. I would have, I would envision two things, one circle going clockwise, one going counterclockwise. Uh -huh. And it was like anything with love and high intentions could come in, but anything else would be repelled out. Um, and I remember that was really supportive for me. And then another just like simple, um, so that another teacher taught me was just at the end of the day, either doing a couple things to like release the energy that was in yeah. my field, either just like envisioning me taking off a cloak, putting it off and then stepping into my house or taking a hot shower and seeing the yeah. water just drain away anything that was not serving me and having literally go down the, the drain in the shower. And the element, like connecting with the elements for energetic hygiene is so powerful, right? So you can allow water to clear you. You can allow fire to burn it away. You can allow the earth to receive it from you. And you can allow the wind to kind of, you know, like wish it away from you and clear it all out. 
So those are all like connecting to the elements and to the earth. It's so powerful in, in terms of mysticism and indigenous wisdom, because we're acknowledging that they exist and the power that they have and the elements have so much power. And we're also recognizing we're not alone. So, mm, so good. Marnie, I feel like we get to do a part two where we get to go oh. into the womb healing, the ancestral healing, the orgasmic breath work. So guys, if you're listening and you're like, yes, I need more of this, send me a DM at Samantha Joe Harvey, because I want to know what you want, but I know that Marnie, you and I could talk for 8,000 oh, more hours. Hours. So what I would love to do is actually finish with two things. One, where can people find you? So if they yeah. want to connect with you, they want to see your work. Where do you hang out? Cool. Um, probably the easiest place to find me is on Instagram, Marnie Mayhem, um, M-A-R-N-I-M-A-E-H-E-M, or on my website, MarnieMay.com. And I would love to hear from you for sure. Yeah. Amazing. And then I always like to ask, like, is there anything that we didn't touch on today that you feel like, oh, if there's one thing I can leave you with, it is this. I feel like we've touched on so much of it, but if there's one thing I can leave you with, it's that you are so powerful. You are powerful beyond measure. And, and something I mentioned to Sam before we got on the podcast is that I know that because the people in my field, the people that come into my field are change agents. They are transformers. They're transformational facilitators. So if you're listening and you're in Sam's field and you're in my field, then that means that you're one of those people. And so, and, and I say that after many years and many experiences of these amazing people that get to come into my life and get to do this work with us. Um, and so, yes, if you're listening to this, you are so powerful. You are so held. You are so guided and you are so loved and you are not alone. And I feel like for women, especially, uh, please continue to find your community of women who support you, who lift you up and be that for other women lift each other up, support each other and love each other in everything that you are. And let's do that for the men in our world too. And, um, yeah, I think that, that, that feels complete. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you, Marnie. I love you. Thanks for being here. And you guys, you. If you, Thank you for having me. If Thanks you love this episode, yeah, girl, for sure. If you love this episode, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag Marnie and myself. We want to know what were your biggest takeaways? Yeah. What did you love? What do you want to know more of? We're definitely going to do a part two. And um, my friends, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.